When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. It is a Wednesday night. You know what that means. It is Wrestling Inc. all across the social media platforms, and it is your podcast post-AEW Dynamite and talking all the all the other big news in the wrestling world. I'm Justin Labar, being joined alongside by the beautiful Issa down in Puerto Rico and the wonderful veteran referee of over 20 years in sports entertainment with WWE up north of the border in Toronto, Mr. Jimmy Corderas. Issa, Jimmy, how are we doing tonight? Having fun, ready to talk some wrestling. Absolutely. And uh, getting to um, do it from like hey, three different countries. This is amazing. This is very global. It, 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 yes. it is the all it is, it is the all Atlantic championship episode here. <laughs> <laughs> the Pretty podcast. Much, yes. Uh big thanks to all of you who are uh, tuning in. Sorry for those of you watching live, a little delay on getting you the link, but I see that the chat room is filling up. I see the numbers are filling up, so uh, I have no doubt that it's gonna continue to climb because uh, there is quite a buffet of topics to talk about, uh, ranging from uh, booking to uh, the boardroom, potentially. Uh, all kinds of stuff to talk about. I mean, this Dynamite tonight, it was the Road Rager episode coming to you from St. Louis. I mean, we had haircuts, class action lawsuits, potential dream matches, people going through forbidden doors. So we got a lot to talk about with AEW Dynamite. We'll get to that in a few moments. But first, uh, let's start with 
some news headlines. The first being a story that continues to develop and evolve uh, all week long. It has since Monday, and that is, of course, the um, unfortunate news of Jeff Hardy uh, getting pulled over and, and arrested on DUI charges in Florida uh, just hours after he did an appearance the night before. This story continues to evolve. Uh, it started with that and started with the mugshot picture uh, and TMZ getting that out there. Then it, it has followed up with uh, dashboard cam from uh, one of the uh, police cars on site uh, during the field sobriety, during the arrest, uh, where you can you know, see a lot of the interaction, which is uh, just unfortunate. It's just the word I'll continue to use. Uh, and then the latest uh, evolving, latest piece to this evolving story is now uh, video starting, video and picture starting to surface, uh, showing Jeff at this appearance the night before. Uh, I spy, she spy, he spies, a drink of alcohol here. So speculation of, did was Matt where was Matt was he doing what what he should have been Matt Matt Hardy of course his brother came out today releasing a statement obviously just saying we, the health and well-being of Jeff is a number one but also saying that uh you know he can't be with Jeff every minute of every day um there's so much more to this story but that's just kind of I guess the quick bullet points Jimmy uh, I haven't talked to you about this at all mm-hmm. um Reaction is, and, and I should also mention Tony Khan in this and 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 the time since we last spoke about this on Monday. Tony mm-hmm. Khan has come out and made a statement. Don't have it right in front of me, but basically saying AEW not condoning the behavior of Jeff Hardy. Right. He is suspended without pay uh, until he successfully completes treatment that he needs to mm-hmm. to get to better his health. So, and that of course, uh, as we know, is affecting him tonight's main event of Dynamite, which we'll get to. Jimmy, uh, your thoughts on this on a guy who you know uh, very well at one point mm-hmm. in time, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, absolutely. And that that's what hurts the most is uh, Jeff Hardy is a friend. He's a, and he's a good dude. You know what I mean? It's not like, uh, it's just, it's, uh, I feel bad hearing this news because there was a time there where it looked like Jeff had, uh, yes, he had his demons in the past and it looked like he had overcome those demons, but I guess sometimes they, they come back. And in this case, it looks like they did. And uh, I hate to sound very cliche here, but my thoughts and my prayers are with him and his family. And hopefully he gets better and gets past this. And with the help of his family and friends and, and uh, you know, uh, Tony Khan, uh, uh, from my understanding, offered to help with his uh, treatment. Um, and and uh, hopefully Jeff takes him up on this. And because, you know, from what I understand, from what I read, you know, his blood alcohol level was or his breathalyzer was three times or so the legal limit. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And uh, like I said, my my thoughts are with him. Um, I hate to ramble on about this, but, you know, I've been blessed to be part of this business. And I have seen some unfortunate circumstances with people with substance abuse problems over the years. And again, uh, uh, it just breaks my heart to see this happen. Isa, you know, this. Um, obviously, there's the unfortunate sadness and what's in all the story, but then there's a lot of other now, uh, you know, wrestling sleuths that are now starting to well you know he had a very less than stellar performance at double or nothing uh then there's in, in this dashboard dash cam video he, he's telling the officers we don't know if this is the truth or not that he about about a, a, a brain scan that he's gonna be having with the doctor like so, so what i'm getting at is there's a lot of speculation of what has jeff's health been not just in the last couple of days but what has it been in the last couple of weeks or months with people again so, some of it's he said she said some of it's pointing to matches but uh, have you heard any of this? And, and when, what, how do you interpret that stuff? Yeah, I've heard a lot of it. I've been trying to keep up with the story, and we covered it a little bit yesterday on the NXT podcast. But 
it's, it's just a lot. It's very unfortunate. The, the brain scan thing really caught my eye when I watched this, this dashboard video because we do know before this whole issue happened, I was already concerned for Jeff Hardy going into this ladder match just because of the fact that he had been reported that he was pretty banged up to the point that he doesn't even remember the match at Double or Nothing. That's, that's what we were told and informed by Matt Hardy himself. So I remember when the match was announced, I was already thinking, should the Hardys really be on this match to begin with based on what we know in regards to Jeff Hardy? You know, the reports say he was not doing very well from his match with Darby Allen. So yeah. I thought maybe it was like very um, premature booking of this match, maybe wait it out a couple more weeks and make sure that he's fully healthy. Ultimately, my, my main concern here is, like you said, that he gets the help that he needs. And this situation could have been so much worse. There was four 911 calls about how recklessly this car was driving on the road. Not only did he put his life in danger, but he put the lives of innocent people. And we're talking early hours in the morning. That that level of alcohol that that the breathalyzers said that that that's a man that was out drinking all night and morning. Like it was a nonstop, you know, drinking binge. It sounds like. And I just like really hope that he can fight these demons. And if wrestling is a triggering behavior, then maybe it's time for all of us to to let him go and let him go. Like Jeff Hardy has nothing to prove. Like he, we know he's great. He know he's one of the greatest. So right now we should just be concerned about his health and that this doesn't happen anymore. And in addition to that. I don't want to ramble on, but he could be facing jail time here. This isn't a joke anymore. This is the third time in less than 10 years, and that could lead to jail time. Yeah, I, I believe in Florida, um, to that point, obviously the arrest took place in Florida, I believe, because this is the third in that time proximity, that he could, that the maximum, he could be facing up to five years in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's maximum. That doesn't mean that's going to happen. But, um, you know, w- with, the, with, you know with, his, with his record, um, I, I know it's a different county, so it doesn't really matter. But I, I, I always think that it's it's hard to not let other news and PR come into play. You know, also in the state, you have unfortunately Tammy Sitch going through mm-hmm. um, again further south, I believe, in the state, but going through and unfortunately in her situation, somebody died in the. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I echo pretty much everything you guys have said. You know, Jimmy, I don't know Jeff nearly as long or well as you do, but I, I, I have known him, and I, I agree that he. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a bad-hearted person, no. but it wouldn't be unfair to say that he's made some stupid decisions, and this being one of them. And you know, and again, yeah. it's like, how does he have a license? How did he rent a car uh, mm-hmm. with the with the, the you know? How did he rent a car? You know, and, and again, I said this Monday, but I think it's worth repeating. I think what you know again, and, and Jeff is a he's a popular figure. He, he's a beloved figure by fans. This guy's never been a heel ever. I don't believe you know on TV. Mm-hmm. He's always been portrayed as a good guy because he's he has that. So I think fans want to see that, you know, they don't, they don't want to jump on them, but after a while, when you see this and you see this much recklessness and, 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 and thank goodness he hasn't hurt anybody else that we know of the guy's a millionaire, you know? And then when you have, when, when most of your fans are not millionaires and, and uh, again, on, with the tap of an app and for 40 or 50 bucks, they can get a ride home. Mm-hmm. That's, that's infuriating when you start to see these repeat absolutely just some just some just some horrible decision making and and again hopefully he can get the help he needs but it's all up to him he's the one that wants has to go in there willingly because if you're forced in there sometimes it doesn't have the same effect it's just yeah. you know well he he was uh originally a court date was gonna be yesterday that ended up not happening like the new court date that's been moved has been to july 5th so this story is not going to be going away anytime soon because we're going to mm-hmm. see what the re- repercussions are both legally and then again he's for the in, indefinite future suspended uh you know from aew um 
and look, he was in a tag team with his brother. So what does that, mm -hmm. how does that trickle and affect his brother? And again, we will circle back to this <laughs> towards the end of the podcast. Once we get to the main event of tonight's dynamite, right. but I think that this, this could have been significant timing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Agreed. So that's that. All right. Uh, the other big news story also potentially unfortunate. This one rocked the internet today when it uh, came out. This is all starting from the wall street journal in a uh, bombshell report that they are that they released and that is that vince mcmahon is reportedly being investigated by the wwe board of directors over cash settlements made to former employees over alleged misconduct uh misconduct uh, involving allegedly involving vince as well as wwe head of talent relations john laurinaitis um the investigation began in April after the board was made aware of three million a $3 million settlement between McMahon and a former paralegal for the company with whom McMahon allegedly had an affair. Uh, the settlement was from January of 2022. A statement from the WWE board claims that the relationship was consensual. Upon further investigation, there were numerous settlements with former female employees to silence allegations of misconduct, which is when John Laurinaitis' name was mentioned. Fightful Select is adding to this Wall Street Journal report, Fightful Select is adding that backstage news about the ongoing allegations against both McMahon and Laurinaitis is that uh, the Fightful spoke to some who have indicated the relationship between McMahon and the paralegal was suspected, so it was not necessarily a well-kept secret, I suppose, uh, and was hinted that she was given a substantial promotion around the time of April 2021. Now, that's a significant times. If you recall, April 2021, there were a good round of cuts for budget purposes. However, she was promoted uh, from John Laurinaitis' assistant, from his assistant to a director role that spring, reportedly going from $100,000 to $200,000. Um, so th there's a lot, and obviously then it, it is being recognized as Stephanie McMahon. She is on the company board, uh, so she would have to be aware of this investigation. Of course, she stepped down, or at least mm -hmm. is taking a leave of absence from her, from her chief branding officer position. So just begs the question, is there a connection here for that timing? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jimmy, again, this is a report. It is all. Mm -hmm. It's it's a report. It's allegations. It's speculation. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is a big one. No, it is an absolute big one. And and yes, like you said, let's preface this by saying right now they are allegations. Nothing has been proven. But I, I don't want to say where there's smoke, there's fire. But you know it. it it, I, I hope this is more smoke than fire. Let's put it that way. But at the end of the day, uh, the truth will eventually come out because in today's day and age, it is hard to keep a secret from anything. And yes, and you can have those non-disclosure agreements in place and that sort of stuff. But apparently something leaked out from a friend, a source, you know, that's it. Stuff will eventually get out there in today's day. It's 2022 and keeping a secret is next to impossible. So um, I will reserve judgment until we find out more. But at the same time, I, again, don't want to sound like this guy, but if it proves to be uh, accurate, this report uh, in a small way. And again, sorry, ex-boss, but I wouldn't be surprised. Isa, this might be the biggest threat to Vince McMahon in 30 years, and I'm referring to 30, you know, just under 30 years ago, was the steroid trial with the United States government. Obviously, Vince famously beat that. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been, I don't want to say untouchable, but he's just been Vince McMahon on top of his empire since. Uh, but this is, might be the biggest threat since then uh, of what could shake the found, the corporate foundation of the company. 
Uh, yeah, but is it, um, you know, technically speaking, if you, and this is coming from the corporate side of me working for very big corporations in New York City, you know, I, when, when you're being investigated by the board members of your company, this isn't an illegal matter. There's nothing done here yet, right? It's allegations, like Jimmy said, but there's nothing done here yet that's considered illegal. If he has some unethical behavior, but this was, is proven to be consensual, there's nothing that anybody can do, you know, unfortunately. And the, the the source here, now the Wall Street Journal is very well known for, not only, like they've taken down some pretty big names, the whole Theranos scandal started because of a Wall Street Journal, you know, um, article. They also started an article with the CEO of WeWork and that, he ended up going down. But these people were doing um, illegal illegal things. This this If this is proven to be sensual, there's there's nothing here. They're gonna look at the behavior of Vince McMahon. They're also gonna look at the financials. They, they have to look at everything before a decision is made. Ultimately, this really could just mean nothing other than a bad look for the company. Mm. That's yeah. great. No, that, that's a very fair point. You're right. You're right. I mean, it, it it's you know if he's still married, as far as we know, to Linda. So yeah, it would be mm-hmm. adultery, but it's not grounds for jail. Uh, so. Right, it's you're, just- yeah, sorry to interrupt. It just doesn't look good. Yeah. For, for, other right. Than that, you know what I mean? Exactly. You know. So the the, and, the, the and, best and way that the, the the best way that the only thing that will happen here is if these payments are being made from the company money. If they're coming from his money, that's also something that is not grounds for the board to ask him to step down because he's not paying them off their money. And in addition mm-hmm. to that, even if he was, if you're talking about somebody that's at a director position, whether she earned it or earned it, if you know what I mean, it could, it, this could easily be closed out as a severance package, separation package, and it would be worded in the company paperwork as if this isn't hush money, this is her severance package, and we're going to pay a year of her salary, which would equal probably like a million dollars, for example. You know, you can negotiate a good, a pretty good severance package. So I, I'm pretty sure he's very well protected on how this whole thing went down um, and I, i'm not yeah and i and i think uh sorry so we're starting to lose you there for a minute and i think uh, the other thing to keep in mind too is that you know vince not being the only one implicated in this right um i hate to use the term fall guy but if 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 whoever if, if whomever the board whomever is looking okay somebody has to publicly pay for this uh, the fact that John Laurinaitis is listed in this as well, and 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 they're citing that there might be a long history of this. You know, mm-hmm. again, I hate to use the term "fall guy," but that might be what ultimately comes comes as the result of this. So, um, yeah, again, so. time will tell for sure. It will, you know, it's and it may take some time. And and like you said earlier, Justin, the the timing of Stephanie stepping away and taking a little bit of a break away from the office, also, you know you know, sets off, uh, you know, a red light and make, people are going to speculate that that's has something to do with it, whether it does or not, we don't know. Maybe it's more to do with, you know, triple H's situation and, and, and that sort of thing and looking after her kids, but. Well, yeah. And that's just it. I, I mean, we don't know. And mm-hmm. whether we, whether we well or know, we'll have to see how this all plays out, but I'll just sit here and play devil's advocate. If, if in fact this was the primary reason, if she knew that this report was getting ready to come out, um, who could blame her? When you have to be the chief brand officer to go out there and represent the brand mm-hmm. for nothing, you know, just protection of, of of her kids, which are you know her kids are old enough. This is their grandfather. Who wants to go out there and have to answer questions about the brand if their grandfather 
and they're in their fire in this case for stephanie her father is right. you know under this microscope for this behavior i mean i who would want to have to i mean that, that's something that's uncomfortable enough to want to have to handle probably behind family closed doors with the family but to have to do it in front of a global audience i you know so i wouldn't i wouldn't blame her if that's exactly why she wanted to get away from this and not have to be asked about this right now as the brand ambassador to the globe um mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, again, both stories that we just talked about tonight, you can read all yeah. about them and all the updates on Wrestling Inc. But, but both of them, uh, I don't think we'll be going away tomorrow. So we will be monitoring as things go on. All right, uh, let's go ahead and jump into AEW Dynamite tonight. Again, it was Road Rager was the theme of the show coming to you from St. Louis. And we started off hot with Chris Jericho going up against Ortiz. This is hair versus hair. This is a blood feud between these two parties. Uh, Ortiz, of course, a former uh, associate of Jericho's once upon a time. So Ortiz rushing to the ring. This is physical. This is uh, fast, hard-hitting. Eddie Kingston's out there at one point. We got the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, eventually, all hell breaks loose. Uh, they're all fighting on Kingston. Santana and Wheeler Yuta come out. Uh, Eddie Kingston finds himself for a moment behind the, uh, Chris Jericho's back is him a spinning fist. This was the biggest false finish of the night. People thought this was done and that we were going to have a bald Chris Jericho one, two, and seven-eighths. Jericho kicks out. Uh, beautifully timed false finish. Really had the entire crowd on the hook. And then we see who we think is Fuego Del Sol uh, out there in his ring attire and mask with a bat. Knocks out Ortiz. That then lays way for Chris Jericho to get the pinfall and victory. But, oh, no, it is not Fuego Del Sol. It is actually Sammy Guevara mm. under the mask. Sammy Guevara <laughs> reunited mm. with Chris Jericho. Uh, and finally... We see Ortiz himself cutting his own hair as he is just screaming blood and guts, blood and guts. Of course, the blood and guts event coming up in two weeks uh, from Detroit on AEW Dynamite. Uh, Issa, this was a uh, hair versus hair. This had a lot at stake, uh, both in the match. And then again, the bigger picture of the story of the two factions fighting. Uh, I thought this was a solid, fun, hot opener. It was so fast paced. It was, I, I loved this opener. I loved everything about it. Even when it started getting convoluted and, and there was so much chaos going on, it felt like it belonged and it feels like it's setting up for um, Blood and Guts, which is what we're ultimately trying to do. Also, Ortiz looked so badass cutting his own hair. I was like, this dude doesn't care. Like, I'll be scared to fight him at Blood and Guts if this is how he's acting right now. But yeah, I thought it was very, very fast paced. I, I like the Fuego del Sol, you know, being Sammy and, Overall, I thought this was a very hot start of the show. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Jimmy? No, I thought it was a great start to the show. My, I love the false finishes in that, and especially the one you're talking about, Justin. I thought, I bet. Let me put it that way. I bet my only issue was, and this is an ongoing thing I have being a former referee myself. Uh, I, I didn't like the distractions and the way they took place because it was basically uh, stuff going on outside the ring that didn't involve the two participants who were in the ring. And, and Aubrey was, her attention was taken away by what's going on outside the ring. And they weren't actually, you know, interacting with, with, uh, Jericho and uh, and Ortiz. So why was your attention taken away? I wish there was a better, create more creative way to distract the referees, and they did it twice. You know what I mean? It, it's mm -hmm. it's little things like that that that, that kind of get to me. It would have 
like you said, it was fun. It was entertaining, but it would have made it just that much better if they could have found a more creative way to distract the referee and make it look like the heels did their job by um, not making the referee look stupid by turning, just turning around and getting their attention. But they were the reason why the referee turned around. Yeah, I mean, AEW always walks a fine line of burying the refs uh, with, with how they get into these spots. <clears throat> I mean, in almost every segment tonight, there there are just there's a lot of moving parts, so we'll we'll be keeping track of that. But uh, mm-hmm. I like it too the Sammy Guevara factor. I think it's 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 a very simple yet effective thing to have him reunite with Jericho. You know, Sammy when he broke off from Jericho, we thought that he might be the ne- one of the next big baby faces for them. Uh, mm-hmm. And then <laughs> with his real life personal life, uh, now he and Ty Conte together, the people have just come to love to hate him and and then god he, he starts sticking his tongue in his girlfriend's uh or his, his fiance's <laughs> mouth and it gets great heat so i mean it, it kind of just fits just the people are gonna boo him put him back with jericho why not sure why not it, it works you know if the people really are gonna boo him if the people are gonna boo him they go all in yeah absolutely i uh, really does and yeah and, and to east's point it was a badass visual to see ortiz who just lost cutting his own hair being a man about it uh, I have to say though, Ortiz, he's sitting there. He's got the clippers and the razor. He's cutting his own hair. He's blading himself. He's nicking himself. Gentlemen, Father's Day is a Sunday. We don't need to be nicking. We don't need to be doing any 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 uh, reckless shaving. No, sir. Father's Day is just around the corner this Sunday. And our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure that all the father figures out there are looking daddy material. All right, Manscaped's performance package. 4.0, which includes the signature lawnmower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from head to toe. This right here is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer of getting 20%. That's right. You're going to get 20% plus free shipping when you use the code WINC. 20 at manscaped.com trust me his dad bod will thank you uh manscaped is designed with fathers in mind and the performance package 4.0 is here just in time for your pops special day inside the package he'll get the lawn mower 4.0 trimmer the weed whacker ear and hair nose trimmer crop preserver ball deodorant crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold his goodies uh first of all let me start by saying this lawnmower 4.0 uh the official mvp of father's day i can promise you that if that ends up being a present uh, for him. Fourth generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents. Thanks to the advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof and has that 400 K led spotlight he needs for more precise shave. Uh, you know, does dad use the same trimmer for his body and face? Let's put it into that throw it out the window. Given the upgrade he deserves, look out for him. Uh, but wait, there's more manscape just launched all the other new brand, uh, uh, features they have, of course, the boxers, which are the best boxers ever. They also have the uh, body wash, they have the shampoo and conditioner, two in one. So, whether he's mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, these moisture wicking boxers, these great scented uh, shampoos, obviously, the effective uh, grooming tools, they will all be there on display without breaking a sweat. Uh, dads, buy this for yourself, sons, buy this for you and your dad, ladies, buy this for your man, and uh, you know, everybody's got a dad out there, treat your dad. Do it right. Manscaped.com. Save some money. Use the code WINC20. It's 20% and free shipping. We thank them, as always, for their support. Mm-hmm. Amazing segue. Amazing segue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was a layup. You know, it was, yeah. it was right there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison Tukwab uh, in the chat. I feel sorry for Jeff Hardy because of the cops doing tests, done him, taking long for it. Like, they're 15. Sorry, Allison. I see you feel bad for Jeff Hardy. We'll leave it there. Lost me on the rest mm. of it. 
Um, I don't, I think we all feel sorry for him. We do. We, we absolutely feel sorry for him, but I don't think it was the cop looking for 15 minutes of fame. That's for sure. <laughs> right. I mean, we don't even know the cop's name. So yeah. You know. All right. Um, all right. Let's get back into the, the uh, program here with Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next, I love this. The the Wardlow uh, class action lawsuit. He's the defendant. He's got 20 plaintiffs. They can do like a little people's court kind of uh, here's the case. Uh, I, this is this is tremendous stuff. Uh, and Wardlow comes out. He's got his new music and he comes out and they got all 20 of these arena personnel and security surrounding the ring like it's a lumberjack match. And he has to actually pin all 20 of them. And this is just, this is the most elaborate squash match maybe in the history of professional wrestling. Mm. Uh, he first eliminates uh, two, uh, then he eliminates four, then he eliminates another three, then another four, and I think remaining five. My math there. He ends up getting mm. all 20 is the point, but he does it in like little, little bunches. Uh, Jimmy, this is, have you ever, did you ever referee anything quite this unique? Nothing even close to anything like that. And look, I get it being different and I get to, Oh my goodness. It, it just didn't work for me because here's a guy in, uh, in uh, Wardlow that I see money in big money in and building him up into a beast. And this turned out to be uh, their version of the 24 seven championship for lack of a better term, because it's just, it, look, I get when all 20 guys attacked at once, and he turned into the Incredible Hulk. The only thing missing was him turning green. And yes, he eliminated two guys at once. And then he eliminated three guys and four guys. But he piled them on top of each other. The one guy had his shoulders down. So how did the other three guys get eliminated? They weren't pinned. They were just, they were used. Anyways, um, <laughs> like I say, it, it, I get where they were trying to go with this and make him look like the beast that he is. But at the same time, it didn't work. Me, It came off more like... Um, a comedy haha segment, which I don't think was the right time for this. You can do this with Wardlow eventually down the road, but tonight it didn't work for me. Issa, 20 guys didn't stand a chance. I I have to disagree. I thought this was toxic masculinity displayed beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed this segment. Maybe, maybe for different reasons, but I thought Warlow looked like a beast here. And yeah, I, I do. I didn't want the storyline when he came out of Double or Nothing and I saw him involved in this lawsuit. I was like, well, this is dumb. But I thought he, he did a good job of building him up as a beast. He wasn't scared. I loved the spot. It was so ridiculous looking when they all jumped on him and he did the whole getting up and like threw them all out. I was like, this is so extra. <laughs> but I personally liked it. I'm just ready to move on for something more important and more essence for Warlow. Because he has that it factor right now. I don't want it to get lost. It was a little bit longer than I wanted, but uh, I, I I had weird entertainment out of this. And again, I almost wonder too, like, you know, there's still the great debate of what is the situation, what is the real status of the MJF um, situation. So I I wonder, like, <clears throat> what was planned after MJF versus Wardlow, double or nothing? Would Wardlow still have been involved with them? Is this kind of a little bit of uh, filler or just detour for, you know, lack of a better phrasing? Uh, but I think what, what obviously the real meat here is what actually happens afterwards. So we see Dan Lambert up in a skybox and he starts cutting a promo uh, saying that if you mess with America top team, you mess with everybody. <clears throat> There's some uh, UFC guys uh, from St. Louis, Tyrone Woodley and Matt Hughes. They're at front row. They jump in the ring. Dan Lambert's trying to, from his ivory tower, instruct them to take down Wardlow. Wardlow grabs a mic and says, <clears throat> fellas, if you want to do this, we can do this, but 
I think you guys are uh, cut from the same cloth as me, and you don't sit here and take orders uh, from a rich asshole up in a skybox. And ultimately, they join sides and uh, end up feeding smart Mark Sterling to Wardlow, who Wardlow uh, sends uh, sends to sleep with a power bomb. So again, kind of furthering what War- you know Wardlow's next uh, next quest is the TNT title held by Scorpio Sky. So I think that. Yeah, you know, I think that was the meat. That was the real point of this. I just think that yeah, maybe we got took us a little too long to get there with some of the comedy of beating the twenty guys from the arena. But um, yeah, you know, I, I still don't think any harm, no foul. But, but she black, he disagrees. Uh, she black says the Wardlow segment was terrible. Okay. So okay, fair enough. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but you know what's well, interesting is that like they said, you know Wardlow, and I don't know, does this count as twenty more wins on his record? <laughs> I mean, but otherwise he was like. Oh. You know, he just got 20 victories, right? Well, it was uh, one match, though. Is that what one match? Well, I don't know. I mean, you're, I, well, you're, you're the stickler for the rules there, ref. I don't know what this counts <laughs> as. Um, well, I'm the stickler know. for the rankings, and if that doesn't put in number one overall, well, I don't know what will. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I was getting ready to get at was um, they, during the match, they're noting how you know he's only lost two matches, mm-hmm. and he's ranked number two. You know, so it's like, you know, he did explain that he's kind of putting himself on hold for going after the AW world title because he wants it to be CM Punk. And of course, Punk's hurt for the moment. Um, so that's kind of thing. It's kind of like he he's at number two. He now he has to like kind of stall at number two, basically. And he's going after the TNT title. That's what it seems like, anyways. And 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 again, like I said, eventually this guy should be the face of this company because he can talk, he's good in the ring. And every when he needs to, he can pull up a big move that looks so impressive for a guy his size. So uh, there's money to be made there. I just don't want them to kind of take a left turn and and kind of derail that. Yeah. Uh, Jody Shauna Jenkins, uh, Jimmy, what's more believable? Wardlow beating 20 guys or the Garvin Stomp actually finishing someone off? Uh, The Garvin Stomp. If anybody's ever taken the Garvin Stomp, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so you know, we'll see how, uh, but yeah, I think that's interesting. Is that Warlow's moved so hot and heavy? The real so- questions, <laughs> <laughs> he's moved so hot and heavy and fast. Um, yeah, again, I feel like it's kind of your now, now you just now I think the danger is you have to kind of keep that momentum with Wardlow, mm-hmm. but hope that by the time it is by the time Punk's healthy or whatever, and you're ready to have him challenge for the world title, that he hasn't lost that this organic lightning in the bottle that he's he's acquired. Mm-hmm. Um, Go into some super chats starting to uh, pile up here. So Allison just kind of finishing off uh, what she was saying. She goes, I mean, the cops seem like they were taking a long time on Jeff Hardy just to get their 15 minutes of fame and showing other people. Well, Allison, they were. They, they were mm-hmm. conducting it. I mean, first off, there was four 911 calls, as, as Issa mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they were seeking out a, a famous person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, secondly, uh, again, you know, this is this was just kind of somewhat procedural. You know, they're, they're questioning him, they're trying to get all the facts according to him, and then they do a field sobriety. So it's not like they... Uh, held him for any drastic longer amount of time they would anybody else famous or otherwise so um but we will we will see how it all comes through um we've got another one here kind of going back to the vince stuff sega genesis sasha naomi walk rumor that sasha told vince she hopes that he learns from this smear campaign ensues stephanie leaves takes a leave less than 72 hours later none of them like ace now a bombshell hmm mm. so him, him intending that uh mm. these are all not accidents Okay. Well, like you said, time will tell and we, you know, eventually the truth will come out. We think. Like, uh, yep. It's <laughs> like, uh, where, where's Jesse Ventura? We need a conspiracy. Exactly. We need that. All right. 
Uh, we got a little bit of a dream match, as some would refer to it as here. We get Dax Harwood up against Will Ospreay. Um, this is a really interesting clash of styles between these two guys. And also, I just I like seeing Dax Harwood out there. Obviously, he's been so <clears throat> synonymous to to uh, on television as a tag team guy with FTR, both in WWE and now in AEW. But Dax really has you know showed he showed it in the um, uh, in the Owen Hart, and, and he's showing it now. He he's a just a. a when he doesn't have somebody to tag in the corner, that's okay. He can be a solid single star. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, he delivers five straight German, German suplexes. Uh, so eat that, Brock Lesnar. And then uh, a little bit of space in between that one, and he delivers a sixth one. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Isa. Uh, ultimately, though, Will Ospreay is going to get the victory. He's going to uh, land his elbow, running elbow, to the back of the head. Uh, and then after that, Orange Cassidy uh, and crew is out there. So they're noting how FTR and Rapungi Vice uh, standing to counteract United Empire from New Japan. And later they would announce that Osprey versus Orange Cassidy at Forbidden Door will be the match. Uh, Issa, what did you think of this clash of styles, this dream match, if you will, of Dax Harwood versus Will Osprey? This is one of those matches that I didn't know I needed <laughs> and ended <laughs> up enjoying and loving. You know, like they put it in there and you're like, oh, this should be a good match. Let me, you know, pour a cocktail and wash it. I was in. You guys were talking about the false finishes with Jericho. This was the full finishes match for me. Like there was so many times that I thought one guy or the other guy had it. I think AW is doing an excellent job at, at, at showing showcasing Osprey. Like I, I think like you know they have put him in the ring now twice. We saw him on Rampage. Now we saw him, you know, Wednesday, which makes you more invested into whatever it is that he ends up doing at, at Forbidden Door, which we do find out is going to be Orange Cassidy. Um, yeah, I, I thought this was. There was a lot of really good in-ring action tonight mm-hmm. um, on Dynamite. I, I think some of the promo segments lost me a little bit, but as far as in-ring goes, there's so many contenders for this was the best match, and I would have said that if we didn't have the main event later on. But yeah, overall, a lot of fun and way to showcase people. So if you don't watch New Japan, you do mm-hmm. want to tune into um, Forbidden Door to, to see what this guy can do. Obviously, if this is what he's doing on TV, what is he going to pull out of the pay-per-view? No, I totally agree. I very much enjoyed the match. I thought the match was really good. And you talked about different styles, but these different styles meshed well together. It told a wonderful story. Both guys sold well the other's offense, which I thought was really good too. And, it, you know, it just it just worked. And, and for people who are not familiar with the New Japan product, because, okay, the diehard AEW fans are pretty much... Uh, in tune with new Japan. They know what's going on, but when you're looking at that other audience, the more broader audience who may not be tuning into new Japan on a regular basis and trying to, trying to maybe tune in now to find out who these stars are going to be at forbidden door and stuff like that. This was a nice, um, uh, do I say debut for Will Ospreay? Uh, you know, it was a nice showing for him on national television to people who may not be familiar with him. And it worked, especially with Dax Harwood. And like you said, uh, Justin, Dax Harwood as a singles guy is is really, really underrated. Yeah. But, uh, and then the, the aftermath, you know, uh, we got a lot of aftermath after matches tonight. And I think that could have been toned down a little bit. Yeah, I, the super chat. I, we could use it now, or we could use it later when there's when there's more of the New Japan crossover. But we'll run it now. Keith saying, uh, "U.S. Audience, audiences may not be very knowledgeable of uh, New Japan. Do you think pay per view buys will be lower due to names like Punk, Danielson, and Omega not being there?" I, I absolutely do. Um, I, I think you're right, Keith. And I think those who tune in to watch this, or those who have, are part of the sellout audience of the United Center, they're going to love this because it's they're you know they're 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 cheesecake lovers walking into a cheesecake factory. Uh, but I do think that on a grand scheme, this probably is going to be lower. And yes, this is terrible timing 
just by the nature of, of it, it's not ballet that punk that you had this chance to do some of the, you know, to have Tanahashi involved, to have, to have, uh, you know, Okada, to have some of these people that are gonna be involved and, and to give these global dream matches to those who follow, uh, yeah. you know, b- both, both American and new Japan wrestling, but you're right. You don't have punk there. You, Brian Danielson is hurt. Um, we still have another week to go. So maybe Omega gets thrown in there, but we haven't seen him or heard him for a while. So like, I do think that some of your biggest names that AEW has that they can't, you know, you don't have Jeff Hardy. Yeah, you know, like there's a, there's a lot of guys you don't have who uh, would be, who would be otherwise be needle movers uh, in a in a pay per view buy situation. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and but again, you're talking about the people who are out, and but this would have been a, a huge opportunity to showcase some of the guys you have already on your roster instead of. I get the allure of the cross promotion, but at the same time, you've got a huge roster of guys that need to be showcased on television and you've only got an infinite amount of television time. So, and, and pay-per-view as well. Uh, this, like I said, I like the idea of the cross promotion, but at the same time, there is a, a roster of talent there that need to be showcased. Well, if you want to talk cross promotion, this next one <laughs> is cross promotion. Crisscross applesauce is what this is. John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. They're going to have this, this stare down. Moxley's cutting this big old promo, and he's talking about how he's been chasing this man for a long time, talking about uh, Tanahashi's greatness, but then Moxley talking about how he's the best pro wrestler in the world right now, and that when it all gets said and done and the dust settles at Forbidden Door, everybody's going to be calling Moxley ace. They're then interrupted by Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Uh, Jericho says this is his spot. Uh, We then see Lance Archer and Desperado, Desperado from New Japan. They attack Moxley and Tanahashi. Then the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society comes out to uh, further in on that attack. Then Jericho gets on the mic and proceeds to say that he's got Archer and Desperado on loan, and they're going to join him to go up against Wheeler Yuta, Eddie Kingston, and there's another one who I don't have the name written down. I apologize from New Japan. Uh, air traffic control all over the place of Jericho trying to get all of this out. Uh, again, I understand you, 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 you have your television program. You want to promote what you have going on. But I think it's even more difficult when you don't necessarily have. I, I don't know. This 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 was. You needed a scorecard to follow this one, and I'm still. And I, I even I, I still don't have everything. I don't think written down. No, I don't even think a scorecard would have done it. I don't even think a GPS would have got them to where they needed to go in this one. And you know, I always use that term trying to put ten pounds of potatoes in a five pound bag. This was twenty pounds of potatoes in a five. It's just too much going on at once, and that's one of the issues I think uh, AEW has. Sometimes you just got to take a step back. And, you know, take it easy and let things breathe, let things marinate, let things season a little bit. You don't have to rush everybody out there and have this big chaotic brawl after every segment, after every match and to try and promote what's coming up. You can just, you know, eventually get there. But tonight it just felt like it was happening after every segment, every match. There was aftermath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this lost me big time. And um, it felt like it diminished a little bit. I know this is an interim championship, but this is still your main AEW championship. I wish this this face-off would have gone on between these two men and, and let, like, let them talk about their history. Because again, if you have an audience that's not familiar with New Japan and how Moxley has been trying to get this match for so long, I started to become invested. And I'm somebody that doesn't watch New Japan. And then Jericho came out and I still, like you guys said, could not be able to tell you if, if a match was made here, is Jericho added to the title match? Like, what is happening outside of a big makeout section in the ring? I have no clue what just went on. I really wish they would have done that segment separate from your entering world title match. 
I, I agree. Or, you know, and even I agree because I, I, you're right. So, you know, Moxley was trying to tell the story how he's been chasing Tanahashi around the world trying to get this done. And so that makes Forbidden Door feel like, okay, this is this is the power of Forbidden Door. We're finally getting this. Uh, and then you're right. 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 So maybe, you know, if, if you're going to have the six man tag, it's going to happen that Jericho's then trying to promote. I understand the idea of trying to have physicality of trying to you know, give people reason to you know, those conflict going on, but I almost even wonder, like, is this something that you could announce in a video package? Is this something that you mm-hmm. could have the angle shot on a rampage and then, and then edit it into a 60 second recap to tell you that this matches? I, I don't know. I, cause I agree. Mm-hmm. This is your, this is your world title Moxie and, and Tanahashi uh, of all things to, to, I forgot. I forgot that Moxley Tanahashi is what what started all this because I was trying to write so many things down that Jericho was exactly. telling me. Um, exactly, and 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 as always, the last thing you see is the last thing you remember with anything, or at least the most yes. prominent thing you remember. And uh, again, it, it felt like Moxley and Tanahashi was an afterthought. And and the the, the whole point to this is if you looked at Forbidden Door before tonight, um, the only one match booked, and it was this match. Right, that's it. That's all they have booked. They made a couple more matches tonight, but tonight there was a couple of segments that felt like somebody realized we have a week and a half to build this pay-per-view and we got to start making some matches. So just send everybody out there so that we can start setting these fields up. And it it felt messy and chaotic. I liked a lot of the matches tonight. A lot of these promo segments threw me off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Looking at a super chat from Sega Genesis, uh, going back to MJF, he says, fans have been wondering why Khan hasn't taken advantage of the MJF momentum. I hope they now see that Maxwell Jacob Pillman's plan is real and he will be released soon. P.S. Uh, MJP's favorite video game is Streets of Rage. Wow. Uh, I, I'd have a hard time believing right now that MJF is going to be a free agent. Hmm. Um, maybe eventually, but I don't think that Tony Khan's yeah. going to let him no. let him go that quickly. No. Uh, I don't care how loud you try to act. Mm-hmm. While I agree with you, you feel you feel his presence. His presence is missed on the show. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, yeah, fair. Yeah, we, you know, we just rattled off Punk, Danielson, guys. You don't have you know Hardy guys. You don't have for one reason or another. Um, and so to have a very, as far as we know, healthy mm-hmm. MJF sitting on this now again, he's sitting on the sidelines. As far as we know, <clears throat> you know he he did work. New Japan into his pipe bomb promo. Maybe mm-hmm. he shows up and, and looks like he's going rogue out of the crowd and tries to ruin the event. Maybe he should, and that gets some Forbidden Door buzz or some buzz about Forbidden Door of the show. Um, you know, I don't know. So that could happen. You know, but but it, it, but you're right, Isa. At least in terms of advertisement, mm-hmm. um, you don't have him advertised. And uh, again, he's otherwise a healthy, able body who's you know arguably one of the most uh, over um, talents. So. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, there is one void, which we'll get to in a few minutes, that, again, you wonder who's going to fill that void um, in terms of an opponent needed, which we'll get to here in a few moments. So uh, and we still have one more dynamite to go, mm-hmm. I believe, until we get to Forbidden Door. Uh, I want to bring this up real quick, uh, and we'll try to fact check if we can. Joey Adorn saying, breaking news, Raj just tweeted he's hearing Sasha Banks was released. So hmm. uh, that is interesting. Uh, oh, so we'll, 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 if somebody wants to check yeah. in on that, we'll check Twitter and see what mm-hmm. what, the, what the boss man hears, what he's right. doing. All right, up next, mm-hmm. we get uh, an All-Atlantic quali- Championship qualifying match as we get All-Ego Ethan Page representing Canada up against mm-hmm. Bulgaria's Miro, the Redeemer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, like the, I, like this for, I like this for Ethan Page. I thought it's good. Uh, Ethan Page, you know, been, in, been around the guy. He's, he's actually a bigger guy than you might 
he, he's taller, he's pretty fit. Mm. And I thought seeing him in the ring with Miro, who obviously has an incredible physique himself, uh, looked good. All, Ethan Page looked like he belonged here. I thought this was good. Miro's going to yeah. get the win, and 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 should rightfully so. But I thought a good little piece of tele- television time for Ethan Page to have a singles match out there up against a guy who look. Uh, it's funny. Miro's finally, I think, getting back into a really good uh, momentum track, Jimmy, with AEW when he first came yep. over and he did the best man stuff. I, I don't know what they were, what all that was about. But now with the whole Redeemer, uh, mm-hmm. with the change in music, the change of appearance, I feel like they're starting to take advantage of this guy who, let's face it, this guy is one of the most well-known faces to audiences in wrestling. This guy worked WrestleMania match against John Cena within the last decade. I mean, so mm-hmm. there's not many other people that can say they worked a high-profile match against a John Cena. You know, you have Jericho, you have Punk, mm-hmm. you have Danielson. It's a short list. So yeah. I think uh, having Miro, first off, having Miro versus Ethan Page does good for everybody, good rub for Ethan Page, but Miro, absolutely the right guy to win in this qualifying tournament match. No, I totally agree with that. I think he is the right guy. And, and I know people are going to say, but, you know, he was the guy over there. He was the sports entertainment guy. And I hate that argument, sports entertainment versus pro wrestling. It's technically, uh, pro, when pro wrestling is done well, it is entertaining. So, you know, hey, uh, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm picking at uh, straws here. But, again, I, I agree with you. The right choice here. And this is, again, the cliche, someone went over. And someone got over. And they both got over Miro in the win, but Ethan Page in a loss also got over. And Ethan Page is a, a very talented individual. And being here in Canada and having witnessed him uh, live and in living color here, you know, locally and seeing him progress over the years, happy to see him get to where he is. And uh, I know this is off topic. Another shout out to another good Canadian kid, Josh Alexander. Just wanted to say hi, buddy. <laughs> the walking weapon. Yes. Isa. The Redeemer. I uh, there's something about Miro that I really love, and it's just the fact that every time he shows up, you you know he's ready to mess things up. Like I fear for God, and that that's probably a weird statement to make, but I fear for God based on the things that Miro has been saying. But in this situation, when I was I was doing a live stream for Dynamite, and I was thinking, oh man, I kind of wanted Miro to have more of a squash match. It's his first match back technically because. Uh, Johnny Elite is not all elite wrestling, but yes, you're right. Ethan Page is very, very good, and it was good to see him kind of like hold his own against Miro. But I want Miro to win this title, and because I personally feel Miro winning it, it makes this title automatically feel important, and that's just an it mm-hmm. factor that Miro has that a lot of wrestlers do not have. Good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the Raj tweet. Uh, Raj tweeted <clears throat> just a few minutes ago. Uh, quote: I'm hearing Sasha Banks has been released. I don't know if it's if it's her requested it or if it was on WWE's end. Uh, obviously, that's been a story that's been going on for several weeks now <laughs> itself. Mm-hmm. Interesting timing, I do have to say, yeah. that all these weeks have gone by and that if this, if this if Raja's tweet is true, if she has been released, mm-hmm. um, the hours after this Vince stuff is all, it's kind of like, I don't know, look over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting, I don't, I don't know. This, this, that's at, that's just a weird. I don't know. This is just weird timing. This is this yeah. is bizarre. Feel, feels like an AEW ref distraction. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that. All right, we got Doctor Britt Baker up against Tony Storm, mm-hmm. and um, I got to give I got to give a shout to the doctor on this. She takes a, a hip a hip attack. She's she's sitting in the corner, and Tony Storm comes in with this hip attack, and it looked brutal. Uh, it looked brutal, and. 
Britt is selling this. I mean, I, I thought she was, I mean, she was selling it and, and she's even not, she's getting Tony to back off of her. Uh, look like she was legit injured. Looks like she's dead weight. Looks like you know, uh, she can be able to finish this match. And she ends up playing possum and then rolls up Tony Storm. Ends up being a falsey, another good falsey of the night. Uh, looked like she was fine. At least I hope she was. But uh, plan or not, I don't know. But it was a tremendous spot that they worked that they ended up developing uh, in this. Uh, but not long after this, uh, Britt's going to go for the uh, setup for the lockjaw. And Storm's actually going to reverse uh, out of this and hit the spike pile driver. And she's going to get the win. So Tony Storm beats Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, that's surprising to me. It's an upset to me in some respects. And the Thunder Rosa comes out on stage holding the title high. So, uh, look, Britt's got established credibility, Issa, in the AEW women's division. Uh, quite the rub for the newly uh, joined AEW uh, superstar and, and, and Tony Storm. Uh, do you like this or no? No. But Britt Baker is my favorite. This is just me preference, mm. right? I fell for that moment, too, by the way. I really thought she was injured. I was like, is she okay? Um, I noticed that she didn't come out. Neither did Adam Cole wearing their Owen Hart tournament belts, which they have been sporting on TV for the last few weeks, and neither one of them had it tonight. So I don't know if Tony Khan has been paying attention to the observations of everybody gets a belt around here or what. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not too sure, but I did notice that. The thing of it is, it's like, yes, Britt Baker has credibility. She just won this tournament, but she ate the pin on that tag match from Ruby Soho and now with Tony Storm um, also pinning her that that it, it would eventually bring her stock down a little bit. Am I excited for Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm? Yes, it's a thunderstorm. No pun intended. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Walker. Yeah, but I do like that as the king of uh, bad puns, according to uh, Adam Copeland, a.k.a. Edge. I thoroughly enjoyed that. But uh, no, I enjoyed the match. I thought the match was very good. Like you said, that spot with the hip, uh, oh boy, that looked like it did some damage. But uh, again, she sold it so well that it's hard to say whether it was you know, legit or not. But uh, let me put it this way. I, I felt bad for the ladies because it was that spot again you know, no, 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 no. They came out at 920. Shout out to Tony Khan. I don't know who uh, Hammond Page. Hammond no. Page was to piss somebody off because he was the 930 spot tonight. <laughs> I know, but still it was too too close to that spot. They could have why didn't they put this match on, on the, the crossover hour? I thought it would have been a perfect spot for this match, but then again, you know, hey. Um again, the, the match was very good. Tony Storm winning decisively. I don't think it hurts Britt Baker's stock because she is so good. Uh, but uh, it did. It I think it helped elevate Tony Storm, which was the goal here. Uh, yeah. It, it well, and I and I correct me. I believe the like last Wednesday. I don't know if they had announced Britt versus Tony Storm. I only remember hearing of this match being advertised and promoted after the Jeff Hardy stuff, when it was clear they were going to have to alter. Uh, um, I believe that, well, Britt Baker, I don't know if the match was made, but Britt Baker did call out Tony Storm on a backstage segment on Rampage. Okay. Yeah, I, I knew that Tony and Britt were feuding and we had an inevitable match. I, I didn't know if it was originally scheduled to be tonight or not. Uh, so, again, mm -hmm. wondering if where it got placed, um, what have you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, big win for Tony Storm. Um, and, obviously, uh, setting up for her and Thunder Rosa. Uh, so, talking about the women, but jumping back over to the WWE side, Hojo to go Walensky. Asking if Sasha is released, does she have a 90 day no compete? And if contract expires, say August 1, does she have to wait until 90 days is up? Uh, Hojo to go, usually, if, if if your contract is up on, like, I'll say August 1st, normally, once it naturally runs out, you're free to go. Come August 2nd, you can show up anywhere else you want. Um, 
if she's released prematurely, normally that's when the 90 day still comes into play. Obviously, everything could be different, and especially if this might have got messier, if they try to negotiate things. You know, you can always, if you have a good lawyer, you can try to negotiate such, but that's normally how it goes, Jimmy. Am I correct? That if it naturally runs out, you're good to go wherever you want? Yes, pretty much. And and not not trying to be a lawyer here, but uh, my understanding is that if your contract, like you said, runs its course through its time of uh, expiration, like you said, if August 1st is the date, on August 2nd, you are free to go wherever you want. And uh, if by chance uh, you get released prior to that, there is usually a, a, a written in the contract a 90-day no-compete clause. Um, which that's again, that's all the more reason. I, obviously, I don't want to doubt Raj. He's he's tweeting. I'm sure we'll try to get more information. But mm-hmm. it, there had been rumors and speculation that 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 Sasha and Naomi, for a fact, that both their contracts would be naturally expiring somewhere later this year. Which would be all the more reason I'd find it peculiar that WWE would all of a sudden just grant the release now. Um, I, but, but again, we, who knows? There's, there's so much that's happening today. <laughs> I feel like we'll wake yeah, up. Yeah, maybe morning. maybe it's a PR stunt. Like, well, look, we gave them what they wanted. We are the good guys here. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like you know. Right now, it's um again for those of you that are listening to us all, uh, after the fact. Right now, it's eleven ten p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> I feel like by the time I wake up tomorrow morning, we're gonna have many more updates for all this, and everything we've been talking about is gonna be outdated. So just bear with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the way this is moving tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, up next we get a, a Hangman Adam Page. He comes out. He talks about how he really wanted to challenge Okada for the IWGP World Title, but he didn't think that oh maybe Okada is not going to be champion come Forbidden Door. That is the situation uh, because Okada did in fact lose that title just recently to Switchblade Jay White. Out comes Adam Cole. He says, "Page, you're out of your league, anyways. If anybody's going to be, uh, you know, it, it would be somebody like myself." And then uh, as he's doing all that and he hits Jay White's music, Jay White shows up behind Adam. Uh, page hits him with the blade runner but then jay white gets on the uh mic and says adam it's not going to be you either it's not going to be hangman it's not going to be you mm-hmm. we don't get an answer <clears throat> so this is probably like the, i guess the still one of the biggest question marks going into forbidden doors who's challenging the iwgp world champion uh that's why i said earlier kenny omega we don't know what his status is he's been gone for a while uh presumably resting and healing some injuries does he pop back up in the situation does an MJF pop up in the situation? Does somebody else? But that's still like kind of the biggest question mark we still have yet to come with this uh, pay-per-view, uh, what, a week and a half away? No, it is a huge question. I, I, and again, here we go with the popping up from behind out of nowhere, and there's the attack after, you know, after the promo segment in the ring. But uh, you just said something that really kind of made me go, hmm, wouldn't it be interesting if, Jay White were to come out there and say, you know, listen, uh, there is really no one to challenge me here. It's an open challenge to anybody out there from any promotion to come out here and, and, and challenge. And let's say it is an MJF. What kind of that would break the Internet? MJF comes out and says, I don't like New Japan. I don't watch New Japan. But just to show you that it's all crap, I'm going to take the world title from it. Yeah, it'll break the Internet. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. And like, and, I, he's I trying, and he's trying to stick it to Tony Khan and ruin yeah. this partnership. And yeah, take that red yeah. shoes. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I wanted I wanted this match to be set up. I want to, I want to be I, I care about Jay White. I like mm-hmm. his presence, and I really just wanted some kind of match to be announced so that we have a week 
to build and not a week to kind of like, now next week we got to say what the match is and you can't really be like emotionally invested into it. So I really thought that we were going to get, whether it was a triple threat, whatever it was, I thought that it was going to be announced today. I like the segment. I like the guys involved in the segment, but overall going into this mystery of who Jay White is going to to wrestle at Forbidden Door, it would have been good if we would have done it a few weeks ago and, and we're speculating, but I just, I, I really wanted Wednesday to just, get us all invested into these matches, not to still be making matches. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Uh, Robert Martinez, Super Chat, saying, Hangman felt like a big star tonight. AEW needs Kenny back, though. First Osprey match I wasn't excited for tonight, and that's rare. All right. Hmm. Okay. Thank you, uh, Robert. Uh, and of course, I you know mentioned earlier it's you know the time it is here, and you know if you're watching live, we thank you. If you're checking us out after the fact, video or audio, uh, appreciate that. As always, please tweet at us. Let us know where in the world you are. We look, we, all three of us right now, as we said, we're all in different countries right now, mm-hmm. doing this. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, so let us know where are you in the world. What are you doing? How do you consume this podcast? Are are you trying to fall asleep? Are you trying to stay awake? Are you trying to uh, block us out from the boss. What, mm-hmm. Whatever it is, please let us know. Uh, I'll try to sh- I'll try to share it, retweet it. Maybe I'll even try to keep a running list and give you a shout out uh, on the next podcast. But please hit us up on uh, Twitter, uh, all the Twitter handles at Justin Labar at NYC Demon Diva and at Jimmy Corderas. Main event time, <clears throat> boys and girls. It is uh, the AEW Tag Team title suspended high above the ring for a ladder match. Jimmy, you know a thing about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defending champs, Jurassic Express, up against the Young Bucks. Of course, this was a niche originally promoted as a triple threat that was going to involve the Hardys. That, of course, not happening now for obvious reasons. Uh, some crazy spots, as you would figure, was going to happen in this. Uh, we see uh, we see Jungle Boy, Hurricane Rana, one of the Bucks outside into a table. We see Jungle Boy then get powerbombed from the ring threw a table to the outside. It looked like he hit his head violently. I hope he's okay. Uh, we see, I believe it was Matt Jackson hit a 450 from the top rope to the outside on Luchasaurus through a table. Finally, the big finish comes with Luchasaurus. He's up on the top of the ladder in the ring, gets pushed off, goes through the double decker uh, of stacked tables. And then the BTE trigger from the bucks to jungle boy bucks, climb the ladder and grab that brass ring, AKA the AEW tag titles. Uh, before we get to the shenanigans that happen after the match, let's just stick with the new tag team champions. Jimmy, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this. Was this meant to be a Hardy Boys AEW tag team title victory? Um, I don't know for sure, but it looked like it was heading in that direction. That's for sure. And uh, I think maybe what happened uh, earlier this week or last week uh, put a monkey wrench into that. And in this match, speaking of the match itself, though, it was exactly what I was expecting. I was expecting car crash television, but it was, uh, man, uh, it had me cringing. It had me going, oh, it had me doing, uh, running through the gambit of emotions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, 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 I hate to say it, uh, I'm, I'm the old school guy who likes more storytelling than anything as opposed to big spots just for the sake of big spots. But again, it was a very entertaining match. They came up with some creative different stuff that looked like it was very painful. And I'm sure it was. And uh, I think in this case, it was, it's time to move on with the tag team championship. And I think the young bucks uh, with the titles could be a little more entertaining 
in the future than Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I'm not saying that, no disrespect to them, but they weren't enticing and they weren't uh, drawing me in. The Young Bucks have a way of uh, uh, making you want to see more of them. And and as heels, want to see them get their butts kicked. Issa, was this meant for the Hardys? Uh, I, I think so. It's going to be one of AW's what-ifs for a long time. I, I go back to having the Hardys win a double or nothing, and that's going to be where I think that they were going in that direction and, you know, obviously with what transpired. But that being said, we did see the Young Bucks put on a classic last Friday on Rampage. Like, that match was absolutely incredible. So if you ask me this Friday, I'm like, no, the, the Bucks are getting these titles back. I'm with Jimmy. I find myself being invested into Jurassic Express when they're in the ring. When they start wrestling, I love them. But character-wise, when they're just out there, I don't care. Like, I don't seem to become invested into what they're doing. I, they win me over in the ring, which is a good thing, but I need a little more character development. They haven't grown or changed anything since they won these titles. While I think the Young Bucks are quite an entertaining you know, tag team and, and they know they know what they're doing and they'll be entertaining and they can put on a banger with pretty much everybody. So I'm excited to see what the Young Bucks do with the titles. I, I like the match. Unlike Jimmy, no offense, I get it, but I love the big spots. I'm, I choose violence every day and I really was popping. I was going crazy for this match. It was a lot of fun. Uh, by the way, we got some geographic shout outs that we'll get to here in just a second. Uh, so then post-match, uh, obviously uh, the, the, the Bucks celebrating when they get out of there. We see uh, Jurassic Express trying to pick up the pieces of their broken hearts and broken bodies. Christian comes back out to see how they're doing, gets in the ring, looks like he's going to help uh, assist Jungle Boy out the ring, and then he proceeds to hit the kill switch and then a concerto on him right there in front of Jungle Boy's family, who's front row. So Christian, uh, heel turn. We kind of they had been hinting at some issues with he and Jungle Boy in some of the uh, promos leading up, so it's not a complete surprise, but the execution certainly uh, was intense. Uh, or as intense as it could be as they were kind of scrambling in the final 60 seconds to get off the air there. Um, uh, Jimmy, do you do you like, uh, again, Christian, somebody you're very familiar with, uh, mm-hmm. do you like him taking a heel turn? I absolutely do because I think that's right in his wheelhouse. Christian is just an amazing heel. He has this ability to get under people's skin. Even those fans who who enjoy heels, Christian can get those people to boo him. That's how good he is at being a heel, and I'm looking forward to this. And, and uh there's nothing more to be said at this time. Good on you, Christian. Awesome. Isa, you like uh do you like uh, Christian the inevitable Christian versus Jungle Boy match? Yes, for a couple of months there was feeling like Christian was just here in AW to babysit Jungle Boy. So I'm glad that he did this and I'm looking forward to to their feud. Very good. Uh Chris in Iowa watching on Facebook, the Tornado Chicago uh wayne in dc rocky from singapore oh wow uh stellar justin lopez brooklyn in the house bills in the house texas uh who else do we got who else do we got we got sergio in san jose we got sam Mm -hmm. in south korea we got night one in michigan john's in the uk and he's talking to himself wayne's in el salvador Wow. What else? Maybe they're all over the place. All wow. over the place. Love it. Love it. Tremendous. Love it. So thank, thank you, you all. Yes. Thank you all. Thank you guys so much. Uh, so that was AEW's Dynamite tonight, the mm-hmm. Road Rager episode. Uh, overall, I mean, you know, it, it, it was <laughs> a lot going on, but uh, no, no shortage of things to talk about. I'll say that. 
No, absolutely. There was a lot of chaos. And that's my only issue, again, like I said, other than the the poorly distracted uh, referee in the opening match, um, it's just a lot of aftermath after a match, after a promo segment. There was always something happening afterwards, which didn't... It, it, it got to the point where now, after every segment, you're expecting something to happen. Yeah. As opposed to it kind of jumping out at you and going, oh, I didn't expect that. Isa, biggest takeaway tonight? Ooh, that's a good question. I was about to just answer what you just asked Jimmy. Now you threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> Keep me on your toe. Uh, the the biggest takeaway is the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks winning the tag titles. Every time a show has a championship change hands, it's always fun. It's always entertaining. I thought the show in ring wise was very solid. I thought it went by pretty fast. I remember sitting here saying, oh my God, I got to get ready for the podcast. Like I didn't realize the two hours went by so fast. Um, but when it comes to the promos, it felt like a lot happened and nothing happened. Not a lot of matches were set up for for Forbidden Door. So I feel, and I still feel a little bit lost with this new Japan people coming in. I don't feel like they're doing a good job explaining who they are or getting us invested, but solid show. I'll be very curious. I'll be more interested than I normally am at the quarter hours and seeing what happens with the show. There's a lot of mm -hmm. questions I have about <clears throat> what did this do? So yeah. uh, Ricky watches in LA, Gregory, Seattle, Nicholas, Richmond, uh, what was that? Home of one of my mentors. Oh, oh uh, two of my mentors, uh, David and Earl Hebner. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, San Francisco, Bernie in DC, Central DC, Antoine's Cleveland, M. Neck, Calver County. That's my hometown. Shout out mm -hmm. right there of Calver County, Maryland. Uh, Fernando's in Puerto Rico. He's down the street from Isa. Ah, okay. Uh, so, all cool. kinds. Uh, we got Detroit. Detroit. We got. Arkansas. Arkansas. We got Columbus. Missouri. We got Michigan. We have more. I love this. <laughs> this is awesome. Hang yeah. on. Norfolk. <laughs> Allison's. <laughs> oh, don't give out your address. Brandon, uh, oh. <laughs> Wisconsin. Mr. Sports. Battle Creek, Michigan. Home of Rob mm -hmm. Van Dam. Damn, yes. Lynchburg, Virginia. Mm hmm. El Salvador. Oh, this is great. Wow, All this right. Is, well, is... worldwide. So there's some shout outs live. Please hit up, hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> Omaha, Preston, UK, uh, <laughs> Minnesota. Cool. I'm in a foreign country. Queens, New York. Says <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, thank you very much. Uh, again, please uh, like, uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, leave a comment. Uh, it does a lot of good. Uh, it keeps, mm -hmm. it keeps everything looking good. It keeps the podcast growing. Uh, with people watching as well as you know look manscape and, and the other sponsors uh they love seeing that kind of growth and that kind of interaction so keep it going uh as always make sure you're subscribed follow all the podcasts all uh, week long make sure you're on wrestling inc because there's a lot going on in the wrestling world that you gotta keep tabs with isa what do you want to promote what's going on just subscribe to my youtube channel nyc demon diva you can also find me here on tuesday wednesdays and fridays jimmy yeah yeah as well uh you can find me here on wednesday nights and um since uh, Raj is uh, uh, going to be busy this summer, I'm probably going to be filling in for him on Monday nights as well. So this is going to be two nights a week you're going to be seeing me on here. Sorry, folks, for those of you who uh, are not happy about that. But uh, guess what? You're stuck with me. So, hey, take it. And you can watch me every day on my on my uh, Instagram and on my Twitter doing my ref and rants, which are only a minute long. And they're meant to be fun. You on your late on your one uh, that you came out today. You rivaled Excalibur with how much promotion you got out in one breath in like fifteen seconds. 
Oh man, sometimes sometimes I try to get it out there as quickly right? as I can. And you take that deep breath and you want to get it out and you don't want to do that in between, you know what I mean? So I, I I'm surprised I got it out there. You sound like one of those voiceover guys doing the legal disclaimer at the end of a at the farm at the end of a pharmaceutical commercial. <laughs> Yeah, as long as I don't sound if you like side effects may include, but if you experience the following, as long as I don't sound like the guy before the show, this this is a disclaimer that uh, this show is, you know what I mean. The prior to a show, uh, when when I see disclaimers for old shows like Gilligan's Island and stuff like that, now I know uh, we're in a different world. All right, we will uh, tell you what we will end with an ask the ref question. This is coming from Joe Y. Oh. He says, Jimmy, what is the worst bump you've taken in a match? The worst bump I've taken in a match. Oh my goodness. Uh, trying to think back. It, you know what it is? It wasn't a big bump, but it was the worst one because I got knocked out. And it wasn't someone knocking me out. I knocked myself out, contrary to popular. It was WrestleMania 4. It was Rick Rude versus um, uh, Brutus Beefcake in the, in the tournament match. Uh, so the whole thing is, uh, Beefcake gets a sleeper on him. No, uh, no, it was Honky. Sorry, it was Honky and Beefcake. So Beefcake gets a sleeper on him. Jimmy Hart pops up on the apron. I go over to him. Hey, get down, get down, get down. I turn around. As soon as I turn around, he waffles me with the megaphone. I go down. Everything's cool. Now, Jimmy didn't hurt me with the mic, uh, with a megaphone. When I went down, I put my hands down, but my hands went like this. And my chin hit the canvas. And that's what I remember. That's it. Lights went out, you know, and then uh, watching the footage back, if you watch, uh, when I watched it back, you can see that Danny Davis and one of the other refs came out to help me back. Danny's got me hooked by my back of my belt. And like, I'm like this on their shoulders, but he's lifting me up <laughs> from back of my belt, dragging me. You can see my feet dragging. And he got hot at me because he thought I was sandbagging him. But I wasn't, I was, I was legit out. He's like, and, stop selling so much. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he says, can you help us out here? And I was like, ah. <laughs> was that but, the last, was that the last match you had to ref that night on the card? Thankfully. Yes. Hmm. Yes. That was also the, the night where uh, the, in the battle Royal, when, uh, when uh, Bret Hart got screwed over and bad news Brown won the trophy hmm. and then Brett went in to break the, the day before. Oh, sorry. I can't I hate to keep you guys going. No, but it's the, story the, the time. Day, the day before, we did a walkthrough where Joey and I walked the trophy down to the ring and bring it in and blah, blah, blah. And as we were passing it up into the ring, it started to tip over and the trophy broke. This was the Saturday before at rehearsal. We went, oh, geez. And at Trump Plaza, oh, we've got a shop. We can fix it and blah, blah, blah. So they take it back there and they fixed it a little too good. Because if you remember back, Bad News had a little rough time trying to break the, break the, tr the trophy. Mm -hmm. And that was because the, <laughs> uh, the, the Trump Plaza workers in the back fixed it a little too well nobody explained to them keep it keep it gimmicked that. a little bit mind you mind you one of the worst bumps too uh my first the <laughs> first bump on tv was the 747 from the one man gang Ooh, yeah which uh which was cool i think it, that was a test more than anything because pat came up to me that day it was in glens falls new york i still remember this and he says oh there's been a change in in, in hour three because we used to do three hours of tv on superstars and he goes, uh, you're going to do one-man gang's match. You get with gang. He'll tell you what he wants you to do. I said, okay. So I said, hey, gang, I got your match. He says, oh, cool. He says, Pat asked me to you know, to tell you what, what are you doing. And he says, and he was wrestling Dave Studemeyer. If anybody remembers that name. Who? Classic. Dave Studemeyer. Classic enhancement talent from back in the day. Who did he ever beat? 
Exactly. Nobody. Nobody. So he, he says, I'm going to give him my finish at 747. And he says, you come over to raise my hand. I'll kind of shove you out of the way. I'll grab him and give it to him again. You get in my face and then I'll hook you and give it to you. And I'm like, okay. No, mm -hmm. I'm, I've never taken a 747. I don't know. So the only thing I could think of was, you know, try and get up for him. But he's a big guy. You know what I mean? So I got up and I tried to land as flat as I could. And I got to the back and, you know, that adrenaline's pumping and, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, don't move, stay here, don't move, keep that, <laughs> let them come and get you. you because I'm I'm wired now because I just took yeah. a bump on TV, right? You know, so I finally get to the back and Pat comes up and goes, Are you okay? I said, Yeah, I'm good. He says, Are you sure? I said, Yeah. He says, Okay, good. And then he, you know, a couple of the other guys came up and were asking, Hey Jimmy, are you all right? I said, No, I'm fine, I'm good. Yeah. And I think I think that was a test to see how I would handle things. Let's put it that way. You did all right, kid. You had a future. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, future. Well, uh, see, I like it. It was story time. It's a good way to end. Uh, so Jimmy will be back next Monday with us for Monday Night Raw. Of course, we'll get in this podcast mm -hmm. between now and then. Uh, all the good stuff here on WrestlingInc.com. Thanks to all of you guys. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Be safe. Love you all. We will be back next week. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.